Hello, grandkids, and welcome to Grandpa's Tales of Terror. Today's tale is entitled Deviled Eggs. And this tale is for the older grandkids. There is strong language, minor sexual situations, gore, violence, but no smoking. Now close your eyes and let your imagination carry you into a world of fear and horror. (laughs) Meredith Camperstead never met a mirror she didn't like. Regardless of where she was, she always took the opportunity to look at herself. Mirrors, shiny surfaces, even windows when she walked by them. She always liked to look her best. Married to Roger for 15 years and two children later, she prided herself on being able to lose the baby weight from both children and only had to go up one dress size since. Her stretch marks had disappeared. Her boobs were still holding up as best as they could in spite having had both children breastfed. She also wore a very good, supportive bra. Meredith was very proud that she kept herself in shape. She loved flattery of any kind, whether it was sincere or not. It was Saturday morning in July. The sun was out, the birds were singing, people in the hood were out walking and taking full advantage of the day. But... This was not a day to be celebratory for Meredith. Upon waking, she saw that Roger was already up and could hear the children and their father making breakfast. Roger always liked cooking for the family, but due to work obligations, he could only do it on weekends or holidays. Roger loved to pamper Meredith because he knows how hard she works at home, taking care of the children, the house, and the other responsibilities of a domestic engineer. Sitting up in bed, she stretched and inhaled the beautiful aroma of freshly perked coffee, but before going downstairs, she had the obligatory duty of going to the bathroom. Regardless of how many Kegel exercises she had done, she still gets a full bladder. After finishing on the throne, she stood up and began to brush her teeth. After flossing, she thought she was ready to head downstairs to take on the world, and then she saw it. Meredith let out a chilling scream, causing immediately Roger and the children to stop what they were doing. Roger ran upstairs to the bathroom and opened up the door where he saw Meredith crying, sitting on the toilet seat lid. What's wrong? asked Roger. Looking up with tears in her eyes, Meredith tried to find the words. Roger kept looking at her, trying to say something. He bent down and finally heard what she was trying to say. A wrinkle? said Roger. You screamed because of a wrinkle, he continued. He went on to say that she had almost given him a heart attack because of the scream that she let out. Roger knelt down and looked at Meredith and told her that she was beautiful and to try not to worry about one little wrinkle. He kissed her on the forehead and told her that breakfast was ready and to come downstairs. Meredith smiled 
and said that she would be down in a minute. Roger left and went back downstairs. She closed the bathroom door and looked in the mirror. The smile on her face quickly disappeared and turned to anger. She thought about what Roger had said about trying not to worry about one little wrinkle. One leads to two, then two leads to four, and so on. Meredith mumbled to herself that Roger doesn't fucking know what he's talking about. A few days later, Wednesday to be exact, was Doing Something Different Day. Now, Doing Something Different Day was a girls' get-together that Meredith and a few of her neighborhood friends had come up with. Anything from having a spa day or wine and painting and so on. Today was going to be someone reading tea leaves for everyone. This was happening at Meredith and Roger's house since the group was quite large for this activity. All the girls arrived at the appropriate time except for Angie, who is always fashionably late even though she is only five houses away. The teacup reader had arrived and was setting up to do the readings. The reader advised everyone to formulate a clear and concise question. Otherwise, they would just receive a general answer. The querents, as the reader called everyone, said to begin sipping the tea as they continued to contemplate their question. Once there is a bit of tea left, they must perform the ritual prior to the reading. Meredith opened up another couple of bottles of red and white, and also was starting to put out munchies for everyone to graze upon. She also gave Sandra, one of the neighbors about two houses away on the opposite side of the street, her cup of tea to drink, since she was going to be the first one to get a reading done. When Sandra was ready to finish her tea, the reader explained the positions on the teacup, past, present, and future, and the ritual. When the reading was done, everyone there was very impressed with the reader, especially Meredith. After going through six of the twelve guests, it was Meredith's turn. Meredith sat down at the reader's table, performed the ritual, then the reader started. She said first that Meredith is very concerned about something that happened a few days ago that affects the way that she looks at herself. Next, the reader saw Meredith being given an answer to her concern, but to make sure that she keeps her eyes open for a sign. When the reader was making the very final prophecy for the leaves at the bottom of the cup, her eyes grew wide and she started to get very nervous. She took Meredith's hand and told her not to pursue her concern or look for answers. Meredith asked why not. The reader's eyes connected with Meredith's and said, the outcome is dangerous. Eventually, the reading was done for everyone, and the teacup reader was packing it to go. Meredith gave her an envelope with her fee and extra, because everyone was happy and pleased with the day. As she was leaving, she said to Meredith again, not to pursue her concern, as there is suffering, pain, and death. Meredith shut the door as the reader left, and 
didn't give it a second thought. The next day, Meredith went on her daily run. As she stopped to tighten her shoelaces on the path in the park, a sudden gust of wind came up. She was hit in the face with a piece of slightly damp paper that clinged to her until she pulled it off. It was a flyer regarding the sale of old books from a small bookstore. Meredith read in big, bold letters, Having trouble finding answers to life's problems? We have many books in our self-help, self-improvement, beauty, and occult section that may provide an answer. This has to be the sign, she thought. Folding the flyer, she put it in her pocket of her fanny pack and finished her run. After lunch, she drove to the address of the bookstore located in the market area of the city, which was popular to tourists and the like. Walking in, the bell on the door gave a ring. A small number of people were in the store, milling about, looking at what the bookshelves had to sell. As she was looking at the various subjects and books, some of which were very old, the proprietor of the store came up to her and asked if she needed any help. Meredith answered that she was just looking. She walked around the bookstore. The store had various sections, common to most. Romance, mystery, children's, and so on. Moving to the back of the store, the book started getting more into religions. Then she came to the occult section. These were books that explained, some say, the dark side of life. Looking in this section, she pulled out a book to skim through when another book fell to the floor. The one that fell was entitled, Slowing the Aging Process. Meredith picked it up and opened it. There was no date of publishing or who the author was, by the look of the binding and the writing of pictures, it looked old. Skimming through the pages, she found recipes for homemade face masks and other advice to slow down the aging process. She decided to buy the book and try some of the recommendations that the book gave. Once home, she put the book on the kitchen counter and started making supper since Roger would be home soon and the children from their day camp.